out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 464. That is right. You are listening to the last recording of the year. Of the decade. Wow. Of the decade. That went by pretty quickly. but The decade or the year? <laughs> uh, kind of both. both. Yeah. yeah. Kind of both. I used, to be, I used to be 20. Yeah, back in how was was that twenty years ago? Yeah, twenty years ago I was twenty. <laughs> I'm not I'm not you. Yeah. So markingout.com, Pro Wrestling Tees, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail us. You know where to find us. Yeah. So um <laughs> I don't think anybody says Gmail us. <laughs> Gmail us, you know how it is. I, I believe they're still called emails. Yeah, YouTube. Um but at Mark and out at BTTG161, because as you heard, I am here with Brandon. Follow Chris at Chris Weendog and myself, Dave the Rave, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Hey, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always in yourself. I'm doing just dandy, just dandy. So what's good? Not much. It's Hanukkah. Went to uh, my grandma's house to uh, celebrate. Had had a box of jelly donuts. It was jam packed. Uh, <laughs> nice, so, nice. It's a good um, favorite joke of mine to use. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. I, I played cool. some played some dreidel the other night too by myself. Well, not really yeah. by myself, but did did you win? Uh, no. I was. I think I was in like last place. So you came in last place to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Leave it to you. You know, you, I I don't care what people really say about you specifically, but you are a trendsetter. You are the bar setter, you know, leave it to you to only come in last place against yourself and dreidel. You know, you're doing amazing. I'm proud of you. Yeah. You doing anything, any, uh, (laughs) anything special for Hanukkah? Um, no, I am not doing anything special for Hanukkah. Uh, did go for some hibachi the other night. That was not a big incredible. No, I w- we went to uh, Kashi. Kashi was incredible. I've heard I've heard great things about that place. Yeah, I was very impressed. Never been there before, and it was the food came out perfect. You know, I actually I also also went to uh, Dave and Buster's. Haven't been there in a long time, but by, by <laughs> the source mall. Haven't been there since somebody got stabbed. <laughs> Legit truth. <laughs> I still can't believe like somebody gets stabbed and they don't even tell us. I yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like they, we didn't they, find out why the cops were there until later on when we watched the news. Yeah, no, but they they redid the entire thing. It's so really? different on the inside. I've would like to say that I've been there somewhat recently. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm comparing – maybe I'm thinking of the Dave & Buster's that used to be in Farmingdale as well. You know, like when you go inside, I feel like the internal structure of the source versus the internal structure of the Farmingdale, it's like well, what, what do you think is different? I don't know. Well, the one at the, at the in Farmingdale was – I thought no, 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 I'm, a lot no, larger. No, no, no. Yes, that, that one was incredibly large. Yeah. 
Um, this one in the source, they only have two uh, for bowling. They only have two uh, aisles, two yeah, lanes. That's I think okay. That's um, they have an entire section to pool tables, right? Um, and then they have just um, and they have this the eating and bar section. Yes, yes. That that actually, gaming section. And then they just have a few, uh, a handful of games. But what do you mean a handful? Um, they, they, I'm I'm assuming they didn't change it at all. So. I, I may just be thinking of the Farmingdale. Yeah. I may, you know, just like how, if you, I don't know, at least for me, sometimes when you walk into the same name of the structure, you kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, at my, sometimes. At my, at my age, Brandon, I mean, everything kind of. Yeah, everything meshes together. Yeah, you know. I know sometimes <laughs> when you'd go into a Toys R Us, you'd always go left for the wrestling figures, except I think in Massapequa, you'd have to go right because <laughs> the store was was flopped for some reason. I always went to the one with my grandparents um, in um, Lindbrook. Well, uh, Lindbrook. Yeah, um, Valley Stream. Yeah, Valley Stream. Yeah, that one was always weird because that one that, has that I, underground structure. Yeah, that that underground ramp and stuff. And I remember always running up that ramp and everything. Can't believe that it's like cold, uh, closed too. You know. Well, I mean. Uh, it two, yeah. two years Wild we're stuff. going on, but they reopened yeah. one in Jersey that that doesn't yeah. carry wrestling figures. Nah, bogus. But yeah, so awesome week so far, and uh, yeah, this week is turning out to be swell. So, but I don't know about you, but let's talk about some pro wrestling, aka sports entertainment, and get into Monday Night Raw. Monday night. Nitro had a uh, a, a, a nitro. <laughs> yeah, I was just like that was it was like a nitro. Yeah, you like you had a stall on there. It was like you hit a grind. In yeah, a was about to, you should uh, stay stay there for a little bit. It's about to announce a monster truck rally. Mm, there you go. Nitro. So yeah, starting off with Kevin Owens, Mister Ko himself. Yeah, who then gets cut off by Mojo Rawley of all people. Oh, Which I legitimately had no idea who was coming out when his theme song started. <laughs> what did you like think? I I thought I, I don't know. I have no idea what I thought. I thought maybe like there was a new superstar or something. I mean, it, you, you, you never... I'm not well because I'm not. When was the last time we heard Mojo's theme song? I know it's been uh, last week. No, because last week he came out to uh, Sami Zayn. It came out to Zane. And also, or two weeks ago, whenever it was. And also, I'm like so not used to the OC's theme song yet. I I like the OC's theme song. I don't know. I mean, it's not a I, bad theme song. I just, I, I like the... You haven't been a fan of it from the start, really. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize when they did it, when I noticed that they changed it. I was like, wait, what? What is this? I I've always been, I'm a fan of it, but... But uh, yeah. anyway, Mojo they uh, ends up setting up a, a no disqualification match of all the things to do uh, of all the ways to kick off Monday Night Raw. They they started with a no DQ match. Kevin Owens defeats Mojo, which is just so bizarre. Uh, and also, I, I apparently they last week's Monday Night Raw was on a tape delay. Yeah, I did not know that. I didn't know they were filming. Raw like earlier than we saw it at eight o'clock. Oh, interesting. 
I think that's a, uh, I'm pretty sure I read that Jerry Lawler said that, but they were already mm-hmm. filming the first hour of this week when they were on the last mm. hour of last week. I, I didn't realize that. That's weird. But that's what I like. That's why I assume that they had a match like this was to like keep the crowd, the energy yeah. level up. Yeah, of course, because a, a hardcore match is always going to uh, gather some sort of a reaction. But it's so it's so weird. Mojo controlled most of this, which then, is nice. And then Kevin Owens ends it. He hits the stunner, and then he hits the pop up power bomb through a table. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with Mojo like getting a push, but I, it was just weird for me. I don't know what's going to happen with Mojo. I I personally don't see anything happening with him. I think he's just there for space. And, well, realistically, he's on the roster because he played for the Patriots. And he's a hookup with Gronk. Um, did he actually play for the Patriots, though? I believe so. I don't know. Yeah, I think he played on the team with Gronkowski. Mm... No? I thought so. I, but that's I know that's not where they know where he knows Gronk from. I know he's friends with him from college. Oh, because, maybe they played college together. Because somebody I know went to that college and knew the, uh-huh. knew uh, Gronk's brother. Oh, look at you, name dropper over here! Oh, <laughs> so cool, Brandon. You know someone cool? No, that's not what wow. I said. And yeah, he wasn't on. He was <laughs> he was on the Packers and the the Cardinals. Oh, gotcha. Undrafted. He after he was undrafted. Wait, no, no. Signed by the Green Bay Packers as an undrafted free agent. Probably didn't play a single game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, oh, he had a preseason, preseason uh-huh. game against the Titans. And then he was waived the next day. <laughs> Sounds like Brock Lesnar's career. And then he was signed by the Cardinals in 2010 and never competed. Actually, that pretty much is the card uh, is uh, Lesnar's career. Lesnar just was on the 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 what is it preseason gimmick? Yeah, he was just on the the pre he invited to preseason camp to try to make the team, and he just never made the team. He was in Lesnar was DLC or something like that for one of the Madden games. Really, I'm almost positive. Like, I'm I'm like ninety nine. Point nine percent sure he was in that game. That's weird. Really cool though, too. But they didn't. He didn't look anything like Brock Lesnar, and I don't think any of those football players looked like how they were supposed to look. Back Brock Lesnar would. Brock Lesnar would be number sixty-one, uh, sixty-nine. Brock Lesnar, if he's actually in that game, he's in three different sporting games. That's crazy. He's in UFC, Madden, and WWE games. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But after this match, Kevin Owens calls out Seth Rollins and AOP, saying that he wasn't going to leave until they came out. Rollins came out and said that uh, ever since the day one attack, Kevin Owens has been like trying to get more attacks or whatever i'm just gonna add yeah madden nfl 06 brock lesnar's a playable character yeah yeah that's crazy 
Yeah. Yeah, and it looks nothing. It, it really doesn't look anything. It looks like he looks more like the catcher from Major League. That I'm unfamiliar with. But Rollins kept saying that, like, Kevin Owens is the reason why all this is happening. And that Kevin Owens keeps, like, trying to goat the situation or whatever. But as far as he's concerned, they're even since they both have, like, a one one attack on each other. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so, like, the, the beef is squashed, right? And then Kevin Owens hits him with a super kick. Went to grab that chair, but uh, AOP takes him out, and then Rollins joins in. Mm. Which I—I I mean, does that mean they're even again? Because <laughs> I, I would say so. <laughs> but but then they go and uh, Samoa Joe cuts a promo on AOP and and Rollins while he's on commentary, which was like so bizarre. And then Rollins later on was interviewed about the attack. And he brought up how he tried to apologize, but Kevin Owens attacked him. So I don't think they're even. Uh, debatable. Debatable. Yeah. Up next, uh, we're grouping all the uh, the 24-7 championship stuff right here. They showed uh, R-Truth walking around New York City, which was, I mean, it's always nice to see New York City on TV. <laughs> It, it always, no matter what, it reminds me of. Um, no, it no. always reminds me of um, what is it? Metal? No. Oh, Shotgun Saturday Night. Yeah, yeah, dude, a hundred percent. Like they had in shot. Well, I don't know if it might have been like one episode of Shotgun though that they did in Penn Station. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I got, I, I got, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. On well, no, on the not, not on the stairs. No, no, they wrestled up there, though, by, like, the escalator and stuff. Yeah, that was for a hardcore match, but not for metal, right? No, no, Shotgun Saturday Night had an actual ring set up in Penn Station. The the Not where we would normally wait. It's the uh-huh. other place near, the, like, the Amtrak. I have to kind of... I, I, it's I know literally, it's the about. entrance of... the It's the big blue room. The entrance yeah, yeah, is yeah. literally right across from... MSG. From, yeah. When when I went there, so on Sunday, I went there to a Rangers game with your brother, and I saw every time, no matter what, any time I go to that escalator, I always think, of, who was who fought there? Was it I Al Snow? It, no. Or Al Undertaker? Snow, I think it was Triple H and Mankind. Triple H and Mankind? I'm almost certain that's what it was. Like, every time I go to those staircases, I'm, like, kind of thrown away that a WWE match took place, like, spilled over to this area. Still, not, not even spilled over. It was that's where they were wrestling. That they that was where the ring was, right, right on the main floor. It may have been mankind, and then fully uh, went down the fell down the stairs or something like that. Yeah, but all right, continue. But, but yeah, on. so uh, they were right outside of the Rockefeller Center, the Christmas tree, and uh, he's he's looking for the Dwayne the Rock Johnson Christmas tree, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But Tazao comes out of nowhere, pins him, wins the title. Then they showed like a bunch of comedic chase scenes throughout the night where uh at one point Santa smashes Tazao in the face with the with a toy sack or whatever. Yeah, that was funny. And wins the wins the title. I Santa was a champ. I thought they were gonna like reveal somebody to be under there, but I thought was, so it was too. literally just Santa Claus winning. Yeah. And I then I, so I liked they had like the chase with the the horse and carriage by Central Park. And Santa that made was them, funny. He's like, wait, stop, stop. This isn't going to work. And he gets off and then <laughs> runs. Santa yeah, needs to run faster. 
Yeah, they're just on the same, going at the same pace and everything. That's like that. That was, that was very like smart, like comedy to me. Yeah. Oh, it was Shotgun Saturday Night, Undertaker versus Triple H. Oh, Taker and Triple H. Yeah, Taker versus Triple H, Shotgun Saturday Night. How crazy is that though? Taker versus shot versus under uh, Taker versus Triple H. <laughs> Taker versus in Undertaker. Penn, yeah, in Penn Station though, like compared to now, like looking back, those are legends. Yeah. Like it's just on Shotgun Saturday Night, just crazy. Yeah, and then uh, later on, they finally our uh, truth wins the title back by a Lincoln Center, and John yeah. Cone got angry and left. Yeah, and then uh, Tazawa and our truth were just like, "Hey, Holiday Spirit, let's let's go out find the Big Apple." Yeah, which I thought was funny. Our truth just like. I keep on hearing about this big apple. I want to find it. Very funny. <laughs> they have one I, at City Field. Yeah, I, I actually they have two at City Field. Imagine if they filmed something there. I can't. Me neither. Me neither. But next up, you had Bobby Lashley pick up a victory over Cedric Alexander. So we were wrong. We were super confused last week. <laughs> yeah, I guess we were wrong. I, I but... thought I literally thought this week's episode was the last one of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me and then too. I and then I think, well, I think I thought that because I think you had said something like that, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not. I sh- thought that they were advertising for next week on Raw. They were getting. And then married. I stupidly looked it up and like agreed with you. I think. Yeah, you did agree with me. We, we both looked it up. Yeah. And we both said that it like we saw that it said next week. Maybe we just got mixed up in the dates. I, That's the no only idea. thing I could. I I don't know, but, but uh, yeah, Lana tried to. Inter- I mean, she interrupted this match at one point and tried to uh, change it to classic Greco-Roman style rules <laughs> because of Bobby Lashley's face and how it needs to be protected for the wedding. The Lashley used to wrestle for Navy, I believe, oh, really? or Army, Army. But I, when I first quickly, I walked by this match. It was on TV. I thought Cedric Alexander was Darren Young. I think just because of the haircut. They kind of like um, the short haircut because I walked by quickly and I saw the haircut. I was just like, wait, I was so confused for a moment. And I was just like, I don't I I didn't recognize Cedric Alexander. I was just like, no, that's not who is that? I I don't know. I guess I don't recognize Cedric Alexander. I just wish this match wasn't so predictable. Nothing you could do about that. Which I mean, it's as, as predictable think, as the next match. Uh, yeah, I, I believe every match on Raw was quite predictable, but... Yeah, I mean, Drew McIntyre picking up a victory over Zack Ryder. I, I literally, I think it was just the case of, like, who can we use that wasn't already used on Raw? It really was, and it probably makes you wonder, like, like who was actually at Raw, period? Like, maybe they sent a few people home earlier for... No, I don't think I'll, so. I don't know. Like, this week... If it was just at, no, because it's they they literally taped it the, right after they taped the other last week's Raw. So instead of using everybody twice again, they used people like Ryder, Hawkins, Mojo, Cedric. That's true. And even that's later true. on, I mean, we saw people get used that we don't normally see on TV. But yeah, but, but yeah, Zach so Ryder. yeah, this was a this was a fine match. Yeah, but he loses. He attacked, uh, he attacked Hawkins and Ryder after the match. Hawkins tries to fight back. He gets hit with the Claymore. And then he cuts a promo saying that uh, 2020 is his year. I mean, we could only hope, right? 
Yeah, I was saying if he wasn't champion by the end of 2019, they're booking him wrong. But then he got injured, so I'm giving him to May 2020. I I think that we, we discussed that a long time ago about yeah. that, how that postponed it. I'm totally on board with that postponing the Drew McIntyre 2019 era. Although I don't really see him winning the title by whatever's after Mania. I hope Extreme so. Rules or whatever. You know, next up you had Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch uh, being challenged. Dude, by... But before the challenge, even though, this seemed like her promo seemed like it was the same thing as last week, but. Mm hmm. And also, she did the challenging. Yeah, she did the challenging. And then Kabuki Warriors came out, and Asuka ends her promo with Asuka two belts. And Becky's like, name the place. And then she even responded in Japanese, which I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. That like that really uh, added to the promo for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I think that that... That showed a uh, common ground and everything, and I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, because I mean, she's – I mean, I don't know how many years she spent in Japan, but – I'm not too sure either, but I'm assuming quite a few. But next up, you had Aleister Black picking up the victory over Dion Russman. Um, this match, two moves. That's all I needed, but – It was a – Yeah. I was going to say a really nice sell from uh, Dion Russman of that Black Mass. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. He walked right into that sucker. But right after this, as he's making his exit, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy hits the ring and picks up just a stare down with Aleister Black and picks up a victory over Joasa. Uh, Joasa? I think yeah. I, I don't know. Both are uh both I believe are black and brave yeah. students. Yeah, they were, and I believe the wrestler that lost to Eric Rowan later on was uh black and brave as well. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, but Definitely, Buddy Murphy picked up the victory in two moves as well, which I was surprised. I thought Buddy Murphy was going to win by one move, just hit the finisher. Yeah, but uh, after they went face-to-face, and uh, Murphy, bad, bad uh, yeah, well, he got offered a handshake. Murphy didn't take it, nudged him away, went to walk, and uh, turned around into a black mask. Now, why would you go ahead and turn around, though? I well, yeah. Why would you go ahead and turn but around? In any case, we have Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy again next week, so it could be a huge win for Buddy Murphy if he if I mean he wins on the last Raw of 2019. It'd be pretty cool. You know, I don't I don't care what people say. I'm all for it. I want to see this match again. I want to see this feud continue, but. Do you see this becoming a tag team? This is how this is how Sheamus and Cesaro, uh, Cesaro started. This is how Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair started again. That's not how that started. No, that's, that's not completely, Charlotte and Becky. Who, who different. else? Who else started? I, like, I don't know. There was a female Ross on the roster that started teaming with someone else, I believe, based off of their going back and well, forth. Natty and Lacey Evans at one point did that. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but. Hopefully, I don't want to see them as a tag team, though. That I don't even think that it's. I don't. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, hope so. But so then next we had Ricochet pick up a victory over the premier athlete again. That's, that's like what I was saying before with Mojo and. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, no, I, I, I didn't think Nice was going to win it all, but like as short as this match was, it was really good and it showcased both of them. Yeah, I was very happy with um, 
with Tony Nese getting a good amount of moves in there. I wish, I definitely wish it was longer. I know, I know, but we could only hope. But next up, you had Charlotte Flair picking up a victory over Chelsea Green. But just as you were saying, like talking about Tony Nese getting his moves in there and everything looking good, Chelsea Green got her moves in there. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, but there were moments where I was just like, maybe an upset? Yeah, she had that sick curb stomp to the corner uh, Dude, turnbuckle. That, that 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 curb stomp looked nasty. Yeah, just totally disgusting. Uh, she just I'm, bashed her with that. I'm just confused. Like last week, we had Deanna Perazzo's nameplate say NXT, and this week's Chelsea's just said Raw. Um, who knows? Maybe she's officially brought up. Also, I, I'm pretty sure last week I said virtuo- virtuoso. You did. It's Virtuosa, and it's literally been burned in my head that I said, that I think I said virtuo- Virtuoso instead of Virtuosa. <laughs> well, go ahead, take the time to apologize to yeah. all of our dedicated listeners. Yeah, but uh, I- I'm very happy that I wasn't spoiled at all. I'm kind of surprised that I wasn't spoiled as well. And we had an entire week, and all of us weren't spoiled because Chris texted me and Sal saying the same thing. Um, so pretty cool that we, that was kept under wraps for so long, but, and here, like, I don't know, I don't know if they're going to, I mean, I assume they're still going to be tag teaming together, but like neither of them are on NXT TV, really. What do you mean? Like Chelsea and, and Deanna aren't on, they haven't really been used on NXT TV yet. Mm hmm. They've just like here they are on the main roster now. I don't or I shouldn't say main roster because NXT is a main roster. Yeah, yeah. Here they are on Raw and SmackDown, or just Raw at least right now, but I don't know if we're gonna be like if it's gonna lead them lead into them being on NXT TV or I would think so. I would think that we're gonna see them potentially even have a match next week. Within the next two weeks they should have matches to play off of their appearances on Monday Night Raw. We'll see if that takes place, but that's exactly how it should be Take booked. But place they do, where Raw? Um, they need to be spot if they're gonna if they are still in NXT. I think it's important to, that well, they have a match. That's definitely not gonna happen this week. Yeah, it's taped. So the week after, or the week after the second week into Feb, uh, into January, uh, I think that the two of them do need to have a match because this way it keeps their appearance on Monday Night Raw fresh. Um, Which, by the way, uh, unrelated to Chelsea and Deanna, did you happen to see the video of Ric Flair trying to ice skate? No, I did not. It's He's like doing that slow ice skate that everybody does when they can't ice skate, and then he falls over. Sounds woo. And he like tries to get up, and then somebody in the background goes, is that Ric Flair? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I did see a video of uh, of Goldust's daughter recording him just pretty much wandering around the mall. Uh, <laughs> kind of like brings you back to those Bob Backlund videos with TNA. Why do I feel remember like... that? Where, yeah, where he I was do. wandering around. Uh, was it Orlando? Yeah, yeah. Good old uh, Bob Universal Backlund. Universal Studios. I feel like yeah. I, I don't know why I feel like that uh, Goldust daughter can sing. I'm not sure, but maybe I don't know if but, I've ever seen that. I don't know. Yeah, but next up. You had a Liv Morgan promo where she states that she's not typical. Yeah, anything but typical. Anything but typical. And she's saying how she was pretty much that she was being someone that 
the fans wanted her to be, and they're flashbacking to her with the hair and the makeup and Harley Quinnish and but what does that mean? Like, what direction are we going? Right now? Yeah, right now she's she doesn't have any dyed yeah. hair. It's just straight up blonde. She's bare. She's naked. Like she is totally she is totally stripped of everything of who she was. Do you want another uh, synonym for naked? Go for it. Well, I'm just like I'm yes gonna, to see if you, could, uh, if you could if you could add it. another one. I don't have another one. She was bare in the news. You said that already. In the news? No, no, that's not. doesn't work. She was wearing her birthday suit. Again, that doesn't work. But, uh, right, yeah, but, so I'm, but, I'm definitely but, looking forward to with Morgan <laughs> finally uh, wrestling again. With clothing, of course. But is this <laughs> – does this mean, like, could this be Ray Wyatt-related? I don't know. We'll, mean, we can't – I don't think down. we can – I really don't think we can keep questioning that. I know, but it's so much fun to be questioning that. Yeah, but they're not. I don't know. At this point, I don't think we can because they're not even on the same brand. So I know, I know. But I'm definitely interested to see what does take place because I know we are all fans of Liv Morgan, um, and, and her potential of what she can do. But next up, you had the OC pick up a victory over the Raw Tag Team Champions. The Viking Raiders and Randy Orton. Uh, Randy I... Orton Go take, on. R- Randy Orton taking the loss. I feel like this was a lot of nothing, though. I I do agree with you on that. It was a lot of nothing, but even, I was more taken away that AJ Styles... Um, was it? No. Was it AJ, AJ Styles pin Orton? I believe. But I was surprised that Randy Orton took the, took the loss and not one of the guys from v- Viking Raiders. And... Uh, to me, and also, like, they played up Orton's bad knee in, like, the weirdest of ways. What's, like, uh, it what didn't really that? seem to affect Randy Orton until the end of the match. Yeah. And and, and of and of all the what? things, so, like, Randy Orton goes for the RKO and gets pushed off, and that affects your knee? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe the acceleration of that, but, you know, it, they were talking about the hyperextension of the knee, and, Yeah. But Randy Orton, Viking Raiders, lose to the OC. Next up, you had Eric Rowan pick up victory over Travis Horn. Typical squash match. Nothing to write home about. But something to write home about next. Uh, well, I liked I liked the fact that the Travis Horn attempted. He gave Rowan a candy cane to, to try to... He tried to feed the candy canes to whatever's in the cage. And Rowan stopped and attacked him. I, I, they're getting creative with, like I said that last week too. Yeah, I agree with, with you. The they way are they're, getting they're creative. Handling. I mean, they are because how many times can you have somebody try to steal that or peek inside and then you get attacked? How many times can you repeat that spot? Yeah. Keep on changing it up. The, the promo that they did before the match, I thought was bizarre with like the clothesline pin. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, like I just, I can't even imagine what's like, yeah, he was just like, here, I, I have a toy for you. Like, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what, like, the end game of this gimmick is. I don't know. I I really don't know. It's it's tough to say what it could potentially be. Um, but next up was Rusev, 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 Rusev Day. Day. Rusev Day. Rusev hitting the ring and... 
They had snow. Yeah, well, they had snow throughout the whole show, but uh... yeah, but specifically on Rusev Day. Uh, you know, well, but he but he, he cuts cut, he cuts the promo about losing at TLC and said he was upset, but Lana marrying Bobby Lashley is great. So and and the crowd, Rusev was so see. Over. But here's the thing, because I wasn't sure being that this was a tape. No, come on, raw, stop it. No, well, don't. no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Being I know, that this was I know a tape gonna, raw. No, I know no, what you're gonna no, say you don't. When, I do because when it happened, I thought about what you said last week. No, because that's what I'm going to say though is that being <laughs> that this was a taped raw, I thought we would hear more like uh, fake crowd noises and stuff. And I, I think, what did I? I think I heard it during the OC's entrance, maybe that they mm-hmm. maybe piped in fake uh, crowd noise, or maybe during McIntyre's thing. I, I did notice a few of it, but the but when, Rusev Day but part, when Rusev came out, like people stood up and like cheered. So I don't know. I mean, he was even doing the Hogan chant, near, uh, pretty much. Yes, yeah, so, was like doing... as far as I think, I think that Rusev reaction was like a legit reaction, and it was the weirdest thing is because they're already coming off of a three-hour Monday Night Raw to the yeah, point the... where I think this crowd seemed better <laughs> this week than they did last week. And it's the same I, crowd. Yeah. No, I mean, in this end. All right. So Rusev picks up the victory over No Way Jose. Uh, Jose. Jose. <laughs> no Which, way. Dude, I would have liked to have seen them. I would have, like, much like Godfather used to do where he would trade hoes for matches. <laughs> I would have liked yeah. to have seen No Way Jose offer up a party rather than actually have the match. Yeah, yeah. And then, well... The match took place. Rusev picks up No Way Jose and proceeds to dance. He does the spin a Rooney. I I do like that he helped uh, No Way Jose up to dance, yeah, though. I thought totally. that was funny. And then he got a few uh, kisses on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, I like also a- during Rusev's like entrance before he had, like there were crowd signs like I'll be your your lover or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, his interaction with the crowd has been awesome, and there's no denying that Rusev Day is still alive. Fingers and, crossed, man. Live, live Rusev Day uh, reunion next week. Uh, it has to be live. Well, it's and, definitely live next week. They're getting married. Oh, man. That would be such a great moment to start it. Kick off 2020 with Rusev Day. Nope. Next week is still 2019. No, no, no. I mean the week after. Like, Rusev Day officially together in 2020. Like, going into 2020, they're together. But that would be so much fun. But this led into the main event of the evening. United States champion Rey Mysterio picked up the victory over Seth Rollins. By DQ, though, AOP getting involved. Yeah, um, and then they end up dragging him up the uh, ramp, much like they did with Kevin Owens. But they stopped at the commentary table. And Samoa Joe refused to move and said that if he gets up, he's taking them out. Rollins is like, okay, back up, back up. Joe's still ready to square up and everything. Joe turns his back. And Rollins goes, finish him. And AOP attacks. And they put him through the table. They uh, Seth Rollins hit that curb stomp on Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the part. I was spoiled by this part. Really? Yeah, I, I saw about the Samoa Joe um, getting involved. Oh, I, yeah, see, I didn't see this at all. And it was interesting, even when he was on commentary earlier, I was like, what What does this mean? Like, why is he cutting a random promo on on AOP and Rollins right now? 
Yeah. And uh, and Rey Mysterio earlier in the night had an interview, and he was saying, like, it's not going to be just one-on-one Seth versus Rey Mysterio. It's going to be Seth versus, I mean, Rey Mysterio versus Seth and AOP. Mm-hmm. Because they're there. Yeah. So there's, like, no way around not being outnumbered. Mm-hmm. Not at all. But. So I'm assuming maybe next week we'll see Samoa Joe make his return and face AOP with, with Rey Mysterio or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think we could potentially see a tag team match. And then who knows? Maybe this is going to end up being a triple threat with Kevin Owens getting involved there too. Kevin Owens, um, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio taking on AOP and Seth Rollins. That seems likely. Yeah. What do we got on next? And we're here later in the week now because you know it was Christmas. We had that break in the middle of it, and Brandon's sitting here having a hypo. Like freaking out! Oh my God! How are we gonna lead the show back in? That's, oh no! No, it's I'm not here. a freak out. But I'm here. Chris is here. All the Twitter. Chris, a dog. Yeah, no skits. Let's get. Let's start off with it. NXT talk from Wednesday. You know, you could say it was a holiday, a throwaway show. But regardless, that's. I, I mean, first I, I two I, three yeah, I mean, maybe I, two. I don't even know. We may have zero. Two, two pro wrestling teams. dot com slash market out. They're having another sale coming up. Get your shirts. See, this NXT. was a this was a weird episode of NXT though, because like as much of, of a throwaway episode that it was, they had like, I mean, Roderick Strong had that open challenge against Austin Theory, and it was a great debut for Austin Theory. I thought it was a fantastic match. Well, even though with the throwaway show and stuff, you still want to get gather uh, ratings, especially. Yeah. With well, the I mean, but there was no competition. AEW didn't have a show that week. Yeah, NXT, it's like. NXT right, still right. gathered uh, eight eight hundred plus thousand, eight, eight what was it, like eight hundred thirty one or something. Yeah, and I bet you was secretly like a three quarters of it were all the marks that like you know trash NXT. Oh my god, I have no wrestling to watch tonight. Next what week, do? next week should anybody. be next week should be Smart. very interesting because AEW has a live show, but NXT has a, an award show plus the best of Takeover throughout two thousand nineteen. Smart, smart to uh, showcase Austin Theory and Shotzi Blackheart, though, especially if you don't have the competition running. This way, all the people that are coming over to watch NXT, they get exposed to like, oh wait, I totally forgot that Austin Theory signed with. I that know NXT. her. On, I know him on the Indies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, also even Shotzi Blackheart. If you happen to catch the Evolve special that WWE aired earlier this year, I believe Austin Theory was on that show as well. Yeah, it was. So I, I thought it was a really good episode. You had the main event take place at Barclays Center. Lee and uh, Keith Lee and Leo Rush taking on Priest and Nice, which I liked them on commentary mentioning the uh, history between Leo Rush and Keith Lee and their California independent uh, history. Even though that wasn't Morrow that said it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, yeah, but I, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a cool show just because it was everywhere. It was in front of the green screen and it was a full sale and it's a Barclays Center. It shows you the worldly approach of WWE and the aspect of that they're everywhere. Yeah, and they build it as too big for just one venue. See, yeah. this this was much better than how they did the live uh, Raw. What was it, Raw twenty five or whatever? Yeah, 
Because <laughs> A, it was, it, was, it was a live tape show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were able to kind of build it as such, and they did a good job with that. Uh, and speaking of WWE being everywhere, they were at the world's most famous arena. No, Brandon was not there. I was there with my son, his first wrestling show. Uh, it was the WWE Holiday Tour. Always a big uh, tour, and the one big thing coming out of this night was that we have a new United States champion, and that being Andrade. Which this match was this match ruled. What was your reaction when to the what was your reaction to the title change being that it's a live show? I was calling me whole end. I was like, Oh, here we go, six one nine and he hits it, goes through something he's about to hit the frog splash and get the win. Then all of a sudden he goes up, he hits the boots of like I I marked out. I said I was like I'm like, No way, no way. And George's like, What's going on? He's like, Oh, Ray Mysterio lost I'm like, No, this is awesome. Title change. They would don't you, do this that much anymore. Would you say That's this awesome. is your your favorite match of the night or no? Absolutely, I thought that. I, the, the the first match was awesome too, with the Street. the Viking Raiders picking up the victory over the Street Profits and the OC. Um, I almost shed a tear when Jordan was holding up his two sweet when the OC was coming out. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. We had a great time. If I can get him into the room right now, Jordan, can Jordan come in here? Mom, <laughs> no. Uh, I think what was it two years ago they did this with AJ Styles winning the U.S. Championship at the yeah, Garden. But they're probably is is Raw Monday going to be live? Yeah. Okay, because they'll probably have the rematch on Monday, and then like, oh, check it out at Madison Square Garden, gurgle gurgle. Well, they, about... they did. They did mention it on SmackDown. Yeah, they did. Awesome. They didn't show a clip, but that's fine. Did you end up getting any merch? Um, yeah, Jordan got a merch stand, WWE uh, Universal Championship, and that was it. Did they have any autographs this nice. time? Yeah, they had Becky Lynch, uh, they had Seth Rollins, they had Randy Orton, too, in a picture that was like four years uh, old. Um, How much, 20? Yeah, they're 20. No oh, man. I think yeah, I would like all the, shirts, all the shirts were 35. The Monday Night Rollins shirt was 20 for some reason. I was really tempted to scoop it up. Um, but I was like, I got a lot of shirts for Christmas. So yeah, uh, I got the, I, my mom of all people bought me the Bray Wyatt, see you in hell shirt, <laughs> which I just find really hilarious. And, uh, that's so Santa, cool. Santa got me the uh, new day tie dye shirt. Oh, there you go. Damn. I'm always, I'm always tempted to buy those autographs at the live shows now because for $20, that's not a bad deal to get like a Randy Orton autograph for $20. On the yeah. very last episode of 2018, we discussed this as well because I went to the Garden Show and you told me if I saw a John Cena autograph that I liked, then buy it for you. And then you were disappointed that I didn't go and buy you a John Cena autograph. Was so there it was, there? So there was one time. You there now during the show where the lights like went out for like a quick second, like where it says WWE live event, like the screens, they all shut off. And I almost pooped my pants that the feed was going to come out. All of a sudden it turns off. I'm like, Oh my God, is the feed coming out? Really? This is happening. Meanwhile, he was, he was in another state wrestling Miz and Debray. Yeah, but they were selling the Fiend gloves. They were selling the shirt. See, that's what I hate when you go to a live event and they sell another superstar that's definitely not going to be there, and it's like kind of gives you like hope. Yeah, I yeah, know. but I mean, it, it's merch though. It's money. Yeah, but that's still like kind of annoying. Like in the same sense, they're not selling any NXT merch there, right? 
No, there was no NXT. There wasn't even NXT guys on the on, on the. Uh, yeah, event. last year they had that big that big NXT match where I was so sure we were about to see like John Cena be on the the face team or, and then for yeah. some reason Gargano was on the heel team. Yeah, weird. It was a, strange. A heel face DIY team. Yeah, but um, it was fun. It was a good event. Um, you know, I left a little bit early because I was with a six-year-old and it was 10 o'clock. What was the last match? Oh, that was loud. What was the last match you, you saw? I saw Alistair, the beginning of Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Oh. So yeah, missed, so I missed... Luckily, I missed you, luckily you missed the uh, Lana promo. Yeah, luckily I missed that. I missed, I missed Ricochet Bobby Lashley. I missed uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. So, Which I was yeah, I'm bummed about too, but, you know, next time... Uh, there's a live show that comes to Nassau Coliseum. I know Jordan wants to go, so how was I'm the, surprised uh, that Jordan I'm surprised Jordan don't want to stick around and see Ricochet. I know, but it was ten o'clock. This kid goes to bed at eight fifteen. You know, and especially commuting into Manhattan and running all over the place and he drank a sixteen ounce water and after we needed a bathroom break after every single match. That's <laughs> but that, that that's dad stuff and I, I how was the 24 7 championship segment it was ridiculous it looked like fun no it was it was fun um but i thought maybe because i didn't realize that bobby lashley was like gonna fight ricochet so i thought like ricochet might come out and hit the 630 and hit the you know win 24 7 title but i'm like that wouldn't do anything for him so i'm like probably has a profile match later in the night Mm. Mm -hmm. and that was that so fun show we'll wait for uh WWE to come to Nassau Coliseum so I could take Jordan there rather than have to schlep him into the city. Or maybe I'll say maybe I'll take him to an indie show. Was the, the next the next is uh do they announce Monday I think Night Raw? Raw Barclays, right? I don't know. Why do I th- yeah, I guess it was Monday Night Raw March, the the, the go yeah, home show to Elimination Chamber. Yeah. You yeah, can't so go wrong with the go home show. They're not jumping uh not jumping through any more hoops to get to a MSG, I guess. <laughs> I, I bet not. Well, well, probably they'll have the uh, they'll probably have the Raw brand do the the WrestleMania Road to WrestleMania tour. Mm-hmm. Where at, at the, the Garden? Coliseum? Well, no, probably at the Garden. You'll probably get a, a Raw at the Coliseum. I want to smack. Oh no! Well, Raw is going to be at at Barclays, so you're probably maybe you get a SmackDown coming at Coliseum. That would be great. That's what I want to go to. I want to see New Day. I want to see the Fiend, Daniel Bryan. Which, speaking uh, of SmackDown... Yeah, let's kick off. We got the last SmackDown of the decade. Uh, and it kicked off with Elias. Making jokes about 2019, making jokes about the Lana and Lashley wedding. Which I liked, I, for the most part, not even for the most part, I liked Shane McMahon's involvement in wrestling. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, to see Shane McMahon back in WWE was actually a lot of fun because it was something that we... Haven't seen her in a while, so Shane McMahon being back in action, that was fun for me. And for the past few years, he's had quite possibly, I think you could argue, some of the best WrestleMania matches. Yeah, him, no, him I, I agree. AJ Styles at, what was it, WrestleMania 33? Him versus Miz uh-huh. from this year, I, I really enjoyed that match too. Yeah, I think it's because you never expect his matches to be great, but then they are. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so so this this week's episode there was like a really mishmash of gimmicks and everything. So uh, you had three three or four different times where uh, they were doing the main event in the in the segment. So we're gonna skip that, group that all together, and just start with New Day's match. 
have to tell everybody that, Brandon. I just felt like it was necessary. <laughs> but New Day teamed up with Braun Strowman to defeat Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Shinsuke Nakamura, the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Jordan said that this, I was watching it with him, and he said the New Day and Braun Strowman are like a super team. Um, yeah, and I thought this was great. I liked the chemistry that the New Day and Braun Strowman had. This little click of Cesaro Nakamura and Sami Zayn is awesome. Because it's just, it's three workhorses in your company. And you put them together, you got one guy talking for both of them. It works. I think it's great. I think it's just... I like the, it, I like the IC title. I agree with you. I'm, I'm very happy with it. And I'm happy that it's getting a lot of usage out of Nakamura. I mean, for a long time. Yeah, but it's not, he, though. I don't I disagree because this is the most that we've seen of Nakamura in a while. As opposed to him not being on TV or utilized as champion. I think that this manner... At, Hey, at least he's booked. Right, it's utilizing him, but it's not utilizing him as champion. I I agree with you with that. I can see your point. But yeah. I, I like this match. Cesaro hitting that huge uppercut to Kofi made him fly over the commentary table. Yeah, that was funny. And then I like Nakamura taunting New Day when he had Kofi in the abdominal stretch. He's doing the, the New Day, like, butt pats. Mm-hmm. And, and what's absolutely insane about this was that the hot, tag the crowd pop that Strowman got yeah he's slowly but surely like getting himself soup like over as like one of the big faces on Smackdown like it doesn't um, seem like the company still has like faith in him or anything but that hot tag that was a live Smackdown that was a live reaction it's not like they're trying to hype him up as a champion now they're hype they're giving him the big show treatment where he is that attraction they yeah but he, he, he like, shouldn't hey, be, he should be used like that just yet I don't think I mean, he's been around the company for not not Big Show time. I know, not Big Show time. No, absolutely not. But still, like the Big Show is essentially retired. Is he going to come back? We don't know. And now you're giving that the big guy role in matches to Braun Strowman. It was very interesting that Nakamura went to use the pancake platter to win this, and then Kofi yeah. grabbed it out of his hand and used it himself. So kind of using heelish uh, Tom and Jerry uh, Tom and Jerry esque uh, tactics to win. I wouldn't really say heel-ish tactic. I mean, he utilized his – he took advantage of something was that was presented to him. Yeah, I don't think it was heel-ish like tactics. I think it was just like, oh, hey, you guys, you, how dare you use my pancake tray? Shame. Yeah. And then uh, the, the biggest, I guess, pop of the night came right after this when uh, – which I had complete throwback to uh, flashbacks to – Booker T trying to get Undertaker to dance. They had New Day try to get Braun Strowman to dance after this match. To which Braun Strowman, I thought, was just going to, like, walk off and not do it. Kind of like Undertaker trying to, like, how do I get out of this thing? But Braun Strowman went and danced. He he did all those dance moves that everybody, I guess, would expect from somebody to dance. Sprinkler? Well, yeah. I mean, he did the can opener, too. Yeah. That was serious. Real serious. Real serious on that. Next up, after a little backstage promo with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rhodes, uh, you had a match where Carm... Dave? Carmella! Depict up the victory over Mandy Rhodes. So now Carmella has wins over both Fire and Desire. Um, and we have to talk about the most important thing. The homemade holiday fruitcake. That definitely was not a hostess cake with frosting all over it. Uh, was that uh, was that what a hostess cake looks like? 
one of those hostic fruit rolls. I, I don't. I've never had a fruit cake I don't, or yeah, or I'm not a familiar fruit roll either. So yeah, that's it, that's exactly. It's like cutting little slices like that was. I'm like, see, I don't, I don't know if I've never had fruit cake. I'm, ass, I'm assuming I wouldn't like it, but it was still hard to see cake get wasted. Again have you ever had? Ever, have you ever had panettone? I not by the name. I don't know. Okay. Okay, but but okay, this was go. this was weird because like Mandy was kind of like oh get ready for my match and Sonya was I mean kind of like a blew her off tension in paradise yeah I don't she, know wasn't why. Out, she wasn't she wasn't uh, out there last week for her match right it's like every two months there's like tension between the two of them and I'm, yeah. I'm okay with their tension because let's be realistic they're not going to be utilized properly in the tag team division and I am a huge fan of both of them as single wrestlers as well. So if they do have tension and they do separate at some point, I'm all for that too, as long as they are being utilized. Yeah, and Maddie got a Sonya Deville action figure for Christmas. So there you go. Yeah, one of the basics. I couldn't find the uh, the chase. Sorry, if you want to know, Brandon. <laughs> is, um, is there a an elite? No, there's no elite yet. I think I'm pretty sure. And anyway, next up, a moment of bliss. Here we go. Dead air. I had to Love like it. look through my notes. <laughs> a moment of Your bliss took place. It's coming in handy. It, it, dude, this was a it was literally pointless to me. Yeah. For, for yeah. weeks. For weeks. People have been on Twitter demanding Alexa Bliss get a microphone back. Alexa Bliss has been tweeting about it. They give her this segment, her and Nikki Cross. She said maybe five words in this whole segment. It was completely pointless. It was with Lacey Evans. It just led to Lacey going into the ring for a match against Bailey and Sasha Banks. Meh. And then while they're waiting, while she's waiting for them to come out, they attack. They they bring out Dana Brooke and they're like attacking her. And I mean, Lacey I, I joins still, in. It was broken up, and then then the match took place. I still can't see Lacey Evans as a face at all. I know that they're trying to do it a little bit, but she's just healed to me. She just screams heel. Yeah, and they're trying to use her daughter to to make her more of a face, I guess. No, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they're they're bringing in her daughter in order to, for everybody to kind of sympathize and see that human esque uh, behind Lacey Evans and stuff. But I mean, she's the Southern Belle. She's not supposed to be liked. I, I wonder. Uh, I mean, many... well, she does have like maybe because of the whole military background and them coming off doing tribute to the troops and stuff like that. Maybe they want to start pushing her. Because who else do you have as a face? I mean, on on Monday on Smack- uh, SmackDown, Smackdown. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, I really. Um, you, you exactly. Don't. Yeah, exactly. So you got to push somebody, and she's you know. You could say, you know, she's a very tall, beautiful, blonde blonde woman, maybe making her, you know, especially, I don't want to say anything about Fox, and maybe Fox was like, oh yeah, we like Lacey Evans. It could be something for the network, oh, you never know. I thought you were talking was, about Alicia Fox. I was like, she's, yeah, not I was even, thinking, she's not even in the company I was thinking, anymore. I was thinking Alicia Fox, too. Wait, what do you mean she's not with the company? She is. No, I don't think so. I don't think she was ever released. I think she's just... Uh, I think she, like, retired. I think she's just dealing with, like... That's uh, why she yeah, was, that's why she was used... In rehab. Like that's why yeah. she was used as like a uh, a legend during that the Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I don't ago. think that she's actually retired officially. I think she's just like Chris mentioned is taking care of like uh, her inner demons and stuff like that. I think she might even be on the the uh, alumni page. 
Interesting. All right, continuing on. But, uh, yeah, it leads into Boston Hug defeating Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke because Sasha Banks ducked the woman's right, even though Bailey got clocked with it. Banks tosses her out of the ring. and uh, Taking one for her best friend. Dana tried to pin Sasha Banks with the schoolboy, which then got turned into the bank statement, and she won. It was yeah. a, it was an interesting. I like the the last the the, the schoolboy into the bank statement. Yeah, very cool. I like yeah. it too. And Dana Brooke is continuing to really uh, impress me. I want her to start using the Batista bomb. She, be she did. She did use it the other week. No, but that that has to be like her finisher. They call it the DB bomb, like decibel <laughs> bomb. It'd be cool. You give her a, a DJ gimmick. Put it behind it. A DJ gimmick. Yeah, I don't think we need another one of those in the company. <laughs> we have that with Joaquin, whatever, Wild or whatever. Yes, Joaquin Phoenix. By the way, I want to watch that uh, again. I know Joker's now out of digital. I, I um, still haven't seen it. Uh, okay, it's 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 uncomfortable to watch. You can say that. <laughs> okay. Um, but let's talk about the big. You know, Brand talked about the show being mishmashed. Uh, let's talk about the. Reason, the the main event, he was supposed to start off the show with Daniel Bryan, The Miz, and Baron Corbin for your number one contendership. But at the beginning of the show, that didn't happen because then Roman Reigns came out and beat up uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin uh, left, the, left the arena. I thought, was- I thought when that happened that it wasn't going to – I didn't think Reigns was going to be there. I thought it was going to be like mean? a tactic just to like con- like not confuse but like to taunt Corbin. I didn't okay. think Roman Reigns was actually going to be there and attack Corbin. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, God, are they going to turn this into a Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Miz? No, that's going to be a WrestleMania main event this year. I know we're doing <laughs> predictions a little later. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. I mean, uh, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. The Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Main event WrestleMania. Yeah. So Corbin refused to have the match unless Roman Reigns left and uh, – I liked he was demanding he was demanding all this stuff from Adam Pierce and Pierce is like I don't have the power to do this and then later on it seemed like Adam Pierce did have power to do stuff. So I don't know if he was in charge of SmackDown that night or what. Maybe. But uh you then get turned into Daniel Bryan versus Miz, which ends in a no contest because Baron Corbin's security attacks them. Corbin's backstage cuts a promo. And he's like, you know what? I, I guess since Roman Reigns is no longer here, I, I could I could have the match. And Miz, I liked when Miz and Daniel Bryan ran backstage. They attack Corbin's security, yeah. and then he runs off. And then we got the main event. Mm-hmm. We finally had it. Yeah, Daniel yeah, Bryan. Victory over King Corbin and the Miz, earning his shot at the Fiend Bray Wyatt for the Universal title at Royal Rumble 2020. Uh, Debray tapping out the Miz. Yeah, I like before that even uh, Daniel Bryan reversed when uh, Miz had Corbin in the figure four. Daniel Bryan flipped him, so the pressure's on Miz now, and then he locks Corbin in the label lock. I so yeah. it affected both Miz and Corbin. I thought that was awesome. I don't know. Anytime you reverse a figure four, I'm not a fan. Well, I'm, why? Is this not real? You don't. I mean, are you stupid? Dave, wrestling's not. Yeah, real. what a right. stupid comment. <laughs> It doesn't do any pressure, though. It's You don't know that. You've never been placed in a reverse figure four. You don't know that. 
You, Brandon, you, you have? Yes, I have. You've been doing a reverse figure four. Yeah, I use all four of my legs. <laughs> nice. Very cool. But well, so during this match, earlier in the night, they had a, a segment. Ziggler's like hitting on Mandy Rose, stomps on his fruitcake that stomps on the fruitcake that she got from Otis. Totally messed up. So I'm assuming maybe we'll see yeah. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler on the first SmackDown of 2020. Maybe. I but, I think that that's good possible. But at, at that the end of that segment, Corbin pulls him away. What does Corbin pull him away for? During this match, it's a no disqualification match because it's a triple threat. Boom. Out of nowhere, Ziggler hits Daniel Bryan with the super kick. And he has Corbin pin Daniel Bryan. And... Who comes back into the arena? Roman Reigns drags Corbin off of Daniel Bryan as the, the he's about to hit the three. And the Reigns and Corbin brawl out of the arena. And I still, I was like, okay, Corbin is definitely winning this match. Yeah, but no one wants to see that. <laughs> I, I just figured we've already seen Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt Fiend. We've already seen Miz versus Bray Wyatt. No, but we've see, only seen Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt. We haven't seen him against the Fiend. No, no, no. It was Daniel no, Bryan Miz. versus Fiend. We haven't seen uh, Daniel Bryan versus versus. No, Bray no. Wyatt. We haven't seen the Miz. We haven't seen the Miz versus. We haven't seen Miz versus Fiend. We haven't seen Bray versus Daniel yes, Bryan. Yes, correct. And I and I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing King Corbin win this uh, triple threat. I'm I'm a big King Corbin fan. Well, you didn't see him because Daniel yeah. Bryan won. I liked Miz. There, there's like out of nowhere. Sometimes wrestlers do like moves that they don't normally do. And Miz in this match hit a, a shin rope, uh, a, a shin rope, a shin breaker from the middle rope, <laughs> which I thought was really good. I, 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 we don't see him normally go to the second rope. Maybe other yeah, because Adam Pierce is producing the show, so he was just like, yeah, just do, do some cool stuff. <laughs> but uh, do you remember what was it like earlier this year when Miz started doing like lucha esque <laughs> moves? Yeah, like right? he started doing springboards and stuff. Who's this? Miz. Remember when Cena started doing all that lucha stuff? Remember when? Yeah, no. I don't remember but, Cena doing specific like lucha things, but he started to do more yeah. moves than five. They did that, uh, the, the burning red or whatever it's called. Yeah, Code I'm red. always a fan of uh, Braun Strowman when he tries to do some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, Braun awesome. Strowman when you have Braun and, and other people that are big, like they do the the kip up spot. That's yeah, a, that's Bra- a hot Braun thing. and a big show. That was a big pop yeah. on Thursday. It was when Drew McIntyre did the kip up. And he's like, "Yep, I can do a kip up. I'm so cool." Did yeah. did like did No Way Jose have like an actual match there, or was it just like yeah a... against Drew McIntyre? But it wasn't like one sided. No, he got he got a little bit of offense. I mean, he didn't get a lot of offense, but Brandon once did three kip ups in a row. He did. I've he did. I've attempted it, but I don't. I don't have the he's... the muscle strength anymore. Yeah, so that was SmackDown. As of two well, days ago. Well, actually, uh, you had the Firefly Funhouse end it. Bray yeah, Wyatt sure. congratulating Daniel Bryan on his victory. So I'm assuming Raw Rumble, we're going to see Bray versus They Daniel announced Bryan. right after the match, Lawrence. As what? Fiend? The Fiend versus I Daniel still Bryan. Don't, I still don't, I don't, I, I, I don't get why we would see that. that would, to me, that doesn't make sense. Because we've I, already I, seen Fiend the, versus the thing, Daniel Bryan. The thing so is, I don't... if we see Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt, we know what we're going to be getting. We're going to get the same thing that we saw with Miz. And I know Brandon wasn't a fan of it. We've already and... seen Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I know that we've always seen already seen that, but if we see Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan, we're going to get a replica of that, that Miz match where he doesn't really want to attack him and stuff like that. And I think that I don't think you would be a fan of it. And I think that we end up getting a lot of complaints over that again because you're. I don't think yeah, you could that's... have another match outside of that uh, sort of a Bray Wyatt match. Chris, how did you feel about that? How do I feel about what? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. No, you're good. I, I, I didn't get to really talk about you, but how did you like that idea with Bray Wyatt versus The Miz where Bray Wyatt was more on the defense and didn't really want to get involved with him and he was playing more? I loved it. I loved I love how shoot different the Bray Wyatt and The Fiend character are. Whereas, like, Bray Wyatt, the big match, bell ring, he'll punch you right in the throat. Mm-hmm. Bray, you know, Bray Wyatt, the the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, he's, you know, show, showing off and, you know, having fun with all his friends and stuff like that. But, like, once you tripped him just a little bit, then he's turned that thing on and hit, like, the, uh, you know, hit the, you know, Sister Abigail and stuff like that. So yeah. I was about it. Was it kind of like yeah. Festus to you? Not at all <laughs> like Festus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's SmackDown. Um, we have Monday Night Raw before the year ends, but that'll be next week's episode. This is the last episode of 2019, but we have one last live wrestling match after Monday Night Raw that's going to be taking place on New Year's Eve in Times Square on Fox. It's going to be Roman Reigns, they announced, versus Dolph Ziggler. I don't know if that's going to be like, if it's a pre-tape match or it's actually going to be live in Times Square. Yeah. What, so, what do you mean by that? Like, yeah, I they're really... actually on the the New Year's Eve special with Steve Harvey. They're going to be having Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. That's really interesting. And on the other hand, I love it so much because it reminds me of like that Sunday Night Heat era. They taped it already. They taped Wait, it already. Did they? Yeah, they taped it after SmackDown. Oh, that's so disappointing. They're gonna be... So, who's whose uh, TV show is on Fox? It's Steve Harvey. Baldrige. Steve Harvey. I think that's so awesome for WWE because this is such well, a great. They're on Fox. That's why they did it. No, no, I mean like Steve Harvey. I didn't know if it was Seacrest or Harvey. No, I... well, Seacrest does does NBC, I believe, or ABC. Yeah, I... one of the two. But I think that I, I love this because it reminds me of Sunday Night Heat, uh, halftime Heat, where you have WWE breaking through with um, with something so monumental as a Super Bowl, and now you're having WWE being featured on something for a New Year's Eve. Uh, programming. I think that's amazing and I love it. It's WWE once again taking their programming to the next level. Again, I said it I think the last time I was on Marking Out. Um, Fox spent a billion dollars to get the rights to have SmackDown. So they're going to put them on everything. Who has a Super Bowl this year? CBS, I think? I'm I'm not sure. sure. If it was Fox, you know that there would be some sort of wrestling thing. They'd put a halftime heat on on FS1 or something to that nature because they spent this exorbitant amount of money that I will never see in my life. That's um, very true. Yeah, so are, they're going to put it on everything. Are you sure they tape Reigns and Ziggler? I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at people's screenshots where it says, Live Times Square, New, York City, New Year's Eve, Steve Harvey, New York City, New Year's Eve. And Maria Menudos was flown in for it. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's right. kind of disappointing, though. I know, because you want to be... You think Roman Reigns wants to wrestle? Dude, that's <laughs> like... I would... On I mean, if, Dude, if I, was, if I was like in his position, I'd be such a mark that I'd want to... Because Dave and I spoke about it during Monday Night Raw about the... Uh, 
all the the R Truth segments throughout Monday Night Raw, where yeah. they were chasing around each other in New York City would like we brought up Shock on Saturday night. So I'd be like all over that <laughs> if I was yeah. if I was in Reigns' position, I'd be like, uh, you want me to wrestle in Times Square? Obviously, yes, I would. Because <laughs> yeah. they they've they've done they've set up a ring in Times Square, I believe, before to to have matches. Okay, well that was also when probably um WWE New York was still there. Or the world, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Mm. Or maybe not, who knows? I know they've I mean, I don't know. All right. So closing out twenty nineteen. Uh, we have predictions, I guess, we should do that last year, uh, who we thought were going to be Universal Champion and WWE Champion, we all gave those. Should we uh, Should we guess first and then say who we... Yeah, just read a map right who, now. Who are the current champions? Miz is... Not Miz. That's my mistake. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins nope. is the... Brock, nope, Brock Lesnar. Damn it, is the WWE <laughs> Champion. And The Fiend is the Universal Champion. Yes. Chris had picked AJ Styles as WWE Champion, which surprisingly is actually kind of close because they're on the same brand. Yeah. And uh, also on the same brand, which we didn't know at the time, Roman Reigns as Universal Champion. That was – but, okay. That would Um, still be a good idea to do. Dave picked Miz as WWE Champion. Wrong brand and Universal Champion. He has Braun Strowman. Oh, sh- so and close. He, not oh. only that, he had Braun Strowman, I believe, holding the title from Royal Rumble to now. If only, um, if only for the Universal Champion, I said Roman Reigns works, and I said uh, I thought Miz was a good one. And then we brought up the whole like Miz. I, I thought Miz would be the one turning on Shane. You both were like, no. I could see Shane doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's and then I mentioned Almas as a good candidate for WWE champion, but he, at least he's ending with the title. That's nice. Who? Uh, Almas. Almas, yeah, you, 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 United States champion. Uh, then we also had mentioned about G One Supercard and how mm-hmm. All In helped big time, and then it turned out that none of the people that helped make <laughs> make that. Uh, what I think made that event happen ended up being on the show even because they had their own company that got started that yeah. being Cody, the young bucks. And yeah. And then I feel like ring of honor and new I, Japan have kind of taken a step back. I don't think new Japan has taken a step back, but ring of no. honor, I think has definitely like, that was their, state-wise, that's like the peak state wise. I think New Japan is taking a step back. Well, I still don't know about that. I, I guess they're, they're I, having I, the New Japan America coming out. Yeah. I, I agree with that, because like, and I think I said it last week or two weeks ago, but I think New Japan really has taken a step back. And I think nobody has taken further a further step back than Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it was like... I they're... saw something the other day. Somebody was like, yeah, have WWE buy Ring of Honor. No. That... Or, no, but that... that... Satin, Ryan Satin made a bold prediction in 2020, WWE's going to buy Ring of Honor. Well, why? I mean, they just have... Just want to get the marks could, on the internet to, uh, you know, go nuts. They could have their uh, their library. Their library. Their library is filled with tons of people their, in, the, in the company. Why not just buy their library? And then what? Then they're left with nothing? Then they have nothing. They literally... I'm sure they're making money off of... They, they have like a streaming ROH world sort of thing now. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah, so then they'd be left with literally nothing. 
They'd yeah. be left left with their tours and their TV. Uh, yeah. All right. Anything else you got on there, Brandon? Uh, no, but we should predict who we think is going to be. Well, I mean, as we're we're on the topic, who do we think is walking out 2020 as WWE champion and Universal champion? Brock Lesnar is going. Oh, God, is going I, to I hope not. <laughs> WWE champion and Roman Reigns is going to be the Universal champion. I'm going to say um, Hogan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're going with who? I, I said Hulk Hogan as a joke, but. Oh. Um, for WWE champion, I'm I've got to stick with Drew McIntyre. I'm gonna say Buddy Murphy. I'm gonna say Drew McIntyre. Is that a legit Buddy Murphy prediction or no? No, it's oh. not. I told you <laughs> because and I said this on the show before. It's gonna be Bray versus Roman at the main event of WrestleMania in Tampa, brother country, and Roman's walking out of there with the title. It's and they're gonna play it up. He, you know, he battled leukemia. He came back from leukemia. Since he came back from leukemia, you not you have not seen him in the spotlight at all for the world title picture. They're going to use this opportunity at WrestleMania, the biggest spectacle of the year, to put him over so they can get all the huge media attention. You know, Roman Reigns, last year he came back from leukemia. This year he's the WWE champion at WrestleMania. He'll be on ABC, Good Morning America, the next morning, he'll be. I was gonna say Imus in the morning, but Imus just passed away. Rest in peace. Um, and you'll see him just slathered all over, and people will love him. So you're do not you... gonna have that John Cena. You know, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. By the way, people were chanting that. Oh and, really? And, That's and so she, stupid. That's awesome. Was, he wasn't even there. He should have been there. He hasn't wrestled he enough <laughs> this year. <laughs> all right. So my for my predictions, I'm gonna go with um, Brock Lesnar as Raw champion. And on SmackDown, I think Roman Reigns is going to win the cha- – actually, no, I'm switching it. Sorry. I'm going to go John Cena as champion for Raw. I – that's mm. – 17-time champion. You know, he's in that movie too little. Yeah. So, is yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. So think, I'll go with John that movie Cena looks on, good. John Cena on Raw. And for SmackDown, I'll go Roman Reigns. Well, I'm going to stick with Drew McIntyre for WWE champion, and I'll, I'll agree with Chris and say Roman Reigns is universal champion. But – for WrestleMania 37, do we see Roman Reigns versus The Rock finally? No, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Bray. No, no. that's 36. Wow, oh, the one after? Yeah. Which is was rumored to be in uh, Los Angeles, but I think, I don't know, are they holding off because of the Super Bowl? I don't know. Mm. I'm not too sure. Can I make another interesting prediction? Go on. This is not just for WWE. This is for wrestling in general. I think we're going to see a lot more character-based wrestlers start hitting the independent circuit and then going to you know your WWEs because you're seeing that. And I've been, I, I don't know. I was, I was like kind of looking at this the other day. A lot of like the big name indie stars have like some sort of character behind them. They're not like four or five years ago where everybody wore trunks and kick pads and just did a bunch of flippy stuff. Like you're seeing the the Chris Statlanders. Um, you know, she's got this whole alien gimmick. You're seeing like the Orange Cassidy's have this cool gimmick. Um, Jonathan Gresham in Ring of Honor is the octopus. He comes out with this huge octopus mask on. And you're going to see a lot more character development on top of really good wrestling. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
I totally get that. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind that if it's done correctly. Like No, but they, it's, it's going to be a lot more well thought out. It's not going to be like Duke the Dumpster Rose. Well, no, no, no. What, be... I'm, what I'm saying, do like, because, I mean, obviously there's something to it because everybody, like, goes crazy for it. But, like, a Joey Ryan type of thing. Like, I cannot stand the penis gimmick. But people love it... the penis. I don't understand it, but people love it. It's just yeah. like Orange Cassidy. I don't get it at all, but people I love heard. people love it. Yeah. So, what other predictions I, did you want to do? Yeah. What else, Brandon? I, that's all I had. You, you just, you just wanted to. Oh, well, that was that. that was my thing. I think it's a great. I, I, uh, I mean, we could talk about uh, matches that we thought were great this year and like spots, moments of sorts. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that much prep, Brandon. Well, we didn't really. Uh, Undertaker really versus uh, Undertaker. Versus Goldberg, my favorite match of the year. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'll go on the record. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, um, nothing. I probably said a match of the year, like Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole for the NXT title on that NXT. I know. Yeah, I, there um, a match took place this year that I think was match of the year, but I don't remember right now. But there is a match out there that is it, a match of the year. Was it not Gargano versus Adam Cole in the two out of three falls match for? That's it. Was great. That was a good one. Yeah, there's a lot of good matches. Most of them but. came from NXT. Let's just like in the WWE realm of things, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, so good deal. Yeah. Four sixty four. Yeah. So Brandon, got any shout outs? Hey there, pal. It's me, Mickey Mouse, and you're listening to Brandon Shoutouts. This may seem like uh, deja vu for one or both of you, but uh, first shout outs going to Disney World. Because uh, prior to 2017, it, it had been over nine years since I've been there. So I'm and now grateful. And back 18 times. Ish. Yeah, I'm almost like Ric Flair. But I'm grateful that I've been back a few more times since then. And I've been able to spend a lot of time there with my family and make memories that I've never forget. Uh, we, we got a podcast out of us, too, that people enjoyed. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great highlight to 2019 for me. Uh, next shout out. <laughs> Goes to Jushin Thunder Liger as he's retiring in January. And it's been cool to see him wrestle live. It's been cool to meet him. Uh, Dave and I saw him at, what, Metuchen twice? Two nights in a row against Johnny, John Nitro, John Nitro, John Morrison and uh, Davey Richards. He's coming back, WWE? Uh, oh, John it's Morrison. Cool. I thought you were talking about Jushin Liger. John Morrison. <laughs> And then I, I, we saw him at Madison Square Garden in April for G1 Supercard. Yeah, that's, that's, that's and I saw him at Barclays for NXT Takeover Brooklyn. And I think it would be cool if WWE used him. Like, I'm going to Japan to see his last match ever. I'm actually, yeah, my flight's in three hours. <laughs> I uh, I wish they would use him for Worlds Collide, and maybe like a surprise Royal Rumble entrant. Which, That'd by the cool. way, they, cool. they announced Undisputed Era versus Imperium for Worlds Collide. Yeah. Which is kind of like the uh, War Games match that I had, like, I think I kind of wanted to see that, but but we're getting this there, so that'd be cool. And I really, come on, WWE, I hope you bring in Liger. I, I don't see it happening, but maybe within the uh, next two years, three years or so, he'll be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. You know, did it once, let's do it again. Uh, WWE ring. Last shout out of the decade goes to NXT TakeOver. I've gone to five of them, all at Barclays Center. They've all been great. 
Uh, first one, which I still think is match of the decade, is uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Uh, number two had that DIY versus Revival match. Uh, Andrade versus Gargano in the uh, opening contest, which then they, I think it was, what was it, TakeOver Chicago maybe, that they absolutely killed it. Um, four had Champa versus Gargano in that last man standing match. And then TakeOver New York had the... Match that I just spoke about with the two out of three falls match where Gargano finally picks up the title. Yeah. So it's been great. Uh, been really great past decade for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> very, very happy to hear that. Very yeah. happy to hear that for you. Uh, but those are my shout outs. Now it's time for Right, our mark out moment of the week. Oh, yeah. The millennium. Mark out moment. Last mark out moment of the millennium. Ooh. Well, Ooh. No. Millennium is two is a thousand years. A decade, sorry. Yeah. All right, so, Brandon, what are you going with? Well, Stardom announced that they're going to be having women compete at Wrestle Kingdom for the very first time, It's which I, it's, I've questioned this for years as to why they don't put women on their cards. And I think it's about time. Unfortunately, it's just on a the pre-show, mm-hmm. but it's still but it's a two-day event. Jesus! But it's not a two-day event. It's still it's two separate events. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not yeah, Wrestle Kingdom fun. Day One and Wrestle Kingdom Day Two. But uh, it's gonna be Mayu Iwatani, uh, which I believe she's been uh, on AEW. Yeah, and teaming up with Arisa Hoshiki to take on Julia and Hana Kimura. So it's a it's definitely a big spotlight for the women to uh, go back to. I believe they've I believe they used to have women wrestling at the Tokyo Dome. So maybe, yeah. So do they have bidets at the Tokyo Dome? Do they have bidets? Yeah. What what kind of question is that? I, hey, listen, I know Japanese people are very uh, you know cultured when it comes to their bathroom uh, practices. My brother like, is, is currently building a house, and my dad's trying to convince him to get a bidet. Well, you should. There's had to be like convincing there. That's like a given. You should. Why? Yeah, what is the who's like all of a sudden everybody likes a bidet? No, Brandon, obviously you've never used one. I yeah. Where where on earth would you have used a bidet? My house. So. You have a bidet. I have the the I have the attachment that goes on my toilet. Rachel hates it because it, you know, <laughs> gets a lot of stuff up in there, and I have to clean it, um, which I should probably do right after this. Um, but yeah, I have the little attachment gimmick for it. It's life changing, and then I have a travel bidet too that I travel with. <laughs> but that's so. But like, where does the water come from? <laughs> the what same, if they don't clean the toilet? This well, uh, the the attachment itself has a nozzle cleaning attachment, so the nozzle will always be clean. And then you have it. You switch it to the other side, and you know, dude. So it's cleaning. It, it like how clean is it? Like clean enough where you would drink from the nozzle afterwards, or no? It's coming directly out of the water line. So the water line that fills up the tank of your toilet, also it, it's it splits out. So it goes to the tank and it goes to the piping right. for the uh, the deck. That's so bizarre, and I wish you had that when we went to WrestleMania 28, just so I can see. Like I don't. That's like the weirdest thing that I've heard on oh, this well, show. Oh no, I the think. travel thing. The travel thing is a lot different. <laughs> that one goes inside. <laughs> well, uh, no, it, it, I brought it with me to Florida. 
it's like my dirty secret when I go, I have to bring my travel bidet. <laughs> People are like, excuse me, sir, what is this? It's my travel bidet. Yeah, listen, you get, don't knock it until you tried it, and it's oh, life- I'm not, I'm not knocking water. I'm not, uh, I'm not knocking. Life changing. It's so like the, the squatting yeah, potty so that everybody. Bidet, bidets aside, I would say my, I was just gonna say like my overall mark out moment of the year is CM Punk returning to, kind of not really WWE, but returning to covering WWE television. Coming back to wrestling. Yeah, coming back to wrestling. I'm gonna go with CM Punk. I think my mark out moment of the year was the return of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And the, you know, the amazing things that he's done with this character and how over that he's gotten to the fact that he's like, you know, the number one guy in the company again. Well, if we're going to pick Mark out moments of the year, I'm going to have to say Tony Nese uh, winning the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania 35 and, and Hawkins and Ryder winning the tag titles at WrestleMania 35. I still vividly remember I was in Brooklyn filming a soccer game and I got back to my car Right before the mat, right as the match started, so I had to put my phone in the little holding gimmick, put the speed, the the sound on in my car, drive home, and watch that match from Brooklyn. So, cool. which we don't recommend anybody else doing. No, don't do it ever, <laughs> especially in Brooklyn. God, um, but yeah, no, that was a serious markout moment. Uh, I had a serious markout moment when Hawkins and Ryder called my uh, phone oh my because for the T-shirt promotion. That was pretty great. And they called you Fallen Angel? Yeah. I got Fallen Angel, and I was told that G-Money would kick my butt in WCW. You know, it's yeah. weird. You see uh, Matt Hardy. He has, like, the free delete, free the delete stuff, and he's, like, yeah. wrestling on them. Yeah. Why can't uh, somebody else get a YouTube show going again and, uh, you know, introduce WTW to the world? <laughs> because he has a podcast that has a YouTube channel that does, like, has 50,000 subscriptions to it. Yes. Yeah, so By the way, you... did you see the video that fed the, the documentary Fat Pad uh, cut? No. Uh, he uh, he was there for the whole uh, oh, yes, the, 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 the toy drive yeah. that they did. Oh, cool. Yeah, it came out really good. Love Fat Pad. He's not listening to this, but maybe he will. I don't know. <laughs> In, in, any, in any sense, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we do like Fat Pat. We like Hawkins. We like Ryder. Anybody want to uh, volunteer to close it? And that was episode four hundred and sixty-four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, amazing that we're still doing this, and we haven't missed one week. As Dan was, we were at the dinner last night with Dan. I told him like we're about five hundred episodes, and we haven't missed one week. He goes, "What? <laughs> yep, I haven't missed one week. Going strong." He's like, "That's incredible." He's like, "I'm like, yeah, Brandon, uh, and we put you over to the till, Brandon." We said if it wasn't for Brandon, the show would have been done seven years ago. And we bravo, Brandon. Don't start crying. Still not getting a YouTube show out of this. You never know. No, it's It's (laughs) over. The dream is dead. Eric's Eric's crying right now. Everybody keeps like when – and they call me rude for it. I'm like it's not like – It's you. It's just Well, you are rude for it. You got your hopes up. No, I didn't get hopes up. I told them there is no don't, episode. Don't yell at me for telling you the truth of what. I'm just going to put Jordan in a cooking mask. I was told to write. It, I was told to write an episode. I wrote the episode, and now it's not happening. I'm going to put Jordan in a lucha mask and just do it in my kitchen. Yeah, have like, him have him read the script. I'm going to I'm going to teach you how to cut a piece of cheese with this plastic fork. <laughs> Yeah, I just let no. me use real nice. Spoilers. Anyway, that was Marking Out, episode 464. Thank you for listening to this on the Marking Out Online Listening Experience Podcast Network. 
You can follow us Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash marking out 11. Uh, myself is Chris Sweendog. Brandon is BTTG161. Dave is Dave the Rave underscore MO. Email us at marketout1 at gmail.com. And until next decade, we wish you the. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. Happy New Year! 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 Happy New Year!